You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 91. How destructive is water on a home? Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, Neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, today we are talking about answering the question. I think you get this question pretty often besides the can you use bleach on mold. But I think people ask you a lot, how destructive is water on a home? Very. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, I know that sounds very vague, but yeah, if, if, if you didn't have to deal with moisture issues on a home period, I mean, we... We talk about rain gutters and ice dams and snow loads and everything. That's all moisture. If you if you didn't have to worry about moisture, I mean, homes would be built totally differently. I know that sounds crazy, but... Well, and the thing about it, too, is I think when most people think about water destroying a home, they think floods. Correct. They think hurricanes. They think um, a, a water heater that goes and floods a bait like they think like a major event a major water event but can you talk a little bit about the seemingly small water events that long term could cause serious i mean we had one here yeah yeah we we actually um for our listeners we dealt with um what was going on is so there was water just a little bit of water every once in a while we so we have a big jetted tub and then there's a stall shower next to it so there's a wall right in between it so there's just that little tiny area and every once in a while water would come out between the flooring and the baseboard and i finally was like okay there's like there's something going on here (laughs) then we noticed so adjacent behind that shower wall is the laundry room and that wall so it's, it's it's the same wall marriage wall however you want to call it but it's the same wall for the for this uh, one side of the shower and then the laundry room, there was a little water there. 
well, we thought maybe it was, well, I thought that it was a drain pipe on the tub. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about the stall shower having any issues. Um, there's a crawl space below it went down there and the subfloor just, you could see a bunch of water. So anyhow, to make a long story short, <laughs> when we started cutting it out, and, and I talk about this all the time, molds is a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. So we started cutting stuff out. And what it ended up being was that wall we were talking about that shares with the laundry room and the shower on the back side. So in all bathrooms, not all bathrooms, so all showers um, have what's called a diverter valve. Mm-hmm. And so you, you're two, you have two lines that come up to about where the shower handle is where you turn it on. Yeah. So you have a hot and cold. Well, then you have a diverter valve in there and then only one pipe that goes up to the shower head. Yeah. So that's how you control the hot and cold. Where that diverter valve is, was literally just a very slow drip, drip. I mean, it was slow enough I had to do a video to see it. And over the years, it caused, I mean, the whole bathroom pretty much. We didn't have to remove the tub, but as you very well remember, it was a mess. Yeah. I mean, it was, the whole shower enclosure had to come out, toilet had to come out, all the flooring had to come out. It was was quite a project. So that's a good... A good story to tell our listeners because that was something that over time, like, it was just nobody thinks about it. Like, you just go, oh, okay, the floor's a little bit wet, but you've got to remember that water's coming from somewhere. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, you've said this many, many times, we can't talk about mold without talking about water. Exactly. It It's no different than, than you know... Your grass, you stop what well, where we live, you stop watering it in the fall, and the, the, it goes dormant. And then in the spring, you know, once it it uh, warms up, it starts growing, and then you gotta you have to water your lawn. Otherwise, it's not dead; it's just dormant. Most people would call it dead grass because it's um, yellow. But anyhow, mold is the same way. Mold. Now, I'm not. I, I want to be clear though with our listeners: dormant mold can have. It can affect you. So don't think because it's dormant and it's not white and fuzzy and all that stuff that it's okay. But dormant mold, just it go, when the water goes away, it goes into a dormant state mm-hmm. and it just is sitting there till it gets moisture or humidity above 60%. Yeah. So, so it's something that people have to think about proactively mm-hmm. because if by the time you actually think it's a problem... It's probably a bigger problem than you think it is. Right. Just like that bathroom. Yeah. I mean, it's what we thought was just a little bit of mold and maybe a drain pipe was a, it was a huge, huge issue. Well, and can you talk about the destructive power of water in a kitchen with oh, people's habits? So one of the things, uh, you know, and I, I, I don't have to hound you, so I don't want to use that term, but I make sure I'm like, Yeah, hey, you do. Make, I spill water all over the place. Make sure around no, the sink. Let's just be real. I spill, <laughs> when I do dishes, I just, there's water everywhere. It's right. like, you know, the, the the countertop got a bath. Yeah. And so we have, and we talk about this in, in my books. We've talked about it in podcasts before. Uh, we have a kitchen sink that is a, is a drop-in. So it for our listeners, obviously the countertops are there, and then you set the sink. So you have that void you know, you silicone it, but it's still silicone only lasts so long. So when people do dishes, um, th- that water just all sits there. And like when we talked about snow loads and ice dams, that water's going to go somewhere. It's going to find a way to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. And 
it just over time, you know, depending on your countertops, which we have for mica, mm-hmm. so below that is wood. It, it obviously gets underneath that formica because the formica is not a cellulose material. And it just kind of slowly starts rotting that wood away. And then over time, wood rot's going to lead to structural failure. And, you know, I know it sounds extreme, so we're talking about a kitchen sink. Let's just say over 10 years, you just, the, the wood keeps rotting and it's moldy and everything. You never notice it. The sink literally will just fall, like, because it has nothing to support it anymore. Wow. Wow. And if we take it a little farther, splashing water all over the place on a sink that then spills to the floor, if your floor doesn't have solid integrity, doesn't that then create moisture exactly. problems in the subfloor? Yep. Yeah. And it, it's, you know, like even below the sink, um, you have your cabinet floor. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our listeners probably, they go look under there. What ends up happening is there like a drain pipe leak or just a slow leak. And then that, it's the same concept like with your roof with too much weight on it. Then your, your, I call it the sink floor, um, or cabinet floor underneath the sink. It's all concaved and it finally just, you just rip it out. Most people, when they tear that out, they don't replace that sink floor and then it's just their actual flooring. So, you know, going back to what you were saying, they, yeah, over time it'll, It'll, it'll cause all sorts of problems. And if you have, let's say you have a basement, you know, the room below it, let's say it's a bedroom, you, you know, before you really know there's a problem, you have water stains that are on the ceiling in a bedroom below it, you pull that sheetrock down and there's mold all over in the, the floor trusses. So, so yeah, it can, <laughs> water is, in my opinion, the most destructive thing to a home. Besides the occupants, but <laughs> exactly. So, so then I think a lot of people are wondering and they're thinking, Oh my goodness, my kids splash in the tub. I splash when I do the dishes. We have water sometimes in different places. We might have leaks coming from the ceiling that we've sort of been just monitoring. How long does moisture intrusion have to go on before it causes a mold issue? So that, that's a great question. And it, I'm going to kind of touch on different aspects of it. So if it's just a slow leak like we were talking about, if it if it's a continuous slow leak, so the bathroom we were talking about, once that started, you have 48 hours to dry that area up. Obviously, it keeps leaking, so it doesn't get dried up. So if it's a consistent or constant leak, after 48 hours, the mold starts growing. Now, let's say it's something like... Okay, this water stain, yeah, it gets, you know, this water, it leaks a little water when the wind's blowing sideways and we get a rainstorm. When something like that happens on a roof, once again, 48 hours, the mold can start growing. It'll typically start to grow. Well, then it dries out because it's not raining constantly unless you live in Washington or (laughs) somewhere like that. So does that make sense? So that would be a it goes dormant, then it's active, dormant, active. And just remember, every time it's active, it grows as far as the the size or the area mm-hmm. of what it's going to be. Sorry for our listeners, I kicked the garbage <laughs> can. Um, but if that makes sense, so every time, and you, you don't necessarily see it from down below, but every time it just gets worse and worse. And... Keep this in mind, the, the more moisture you keep introducing to those roof trusses, it's going to more wood rot, which 
and bites termites and all sorts of stuff, uh, wood-eating insects. And over time, it's, you know, it's catastrophic. Like, it's a total failure. You have to replace it. Well, and I think a lot of people have been able to ignore, ignore you know, more moisture. I can't speak today. Moisture intrusion events because they commute an hour to work and they work for 10 hours and they come home and the kids have activities. But now post-COVID, with everybody still working from home and everybody in one house, and now don't you think people have to be way more vigilant about the indoor air quality of their home because everybody's working, living, doing school on Zoom from home? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're 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 over a year. I mean, the lockdowns and all that stuff more or less came in probably, what, March mm-hmm. last year? But, like... The first first known case, I think, if I remember right, was the end of January. So we're 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 a year after this whole COVID thing, and you know we hear we hear varying opinions, and and we're you know the scientists and the specialists, experts, whatever you want to call. Some of them are saying being at home's causing more problems, and they attribute that to COVID. And of course, we did an episode last year. Mold versus COVID. Yep. And I don't think all of it's COVID. I'm not trying to discredit any of the mm-hmm. the scientists, but I do think, like you just said, people are home more. There's more people. You're being exposed to things, like you said, that you were leaving for the day for 10 hours. Your kids were going to school. Exactly. And, you know, we haven't really touched on that much, but for our listeners, like, if you really noticed you were getting sick because you were staying home more, you probably have an indoor air quality issue. And it doesn't have to just be mold, you know. Radon, you wouldn't really know, but like VOCs, um, you know. So it, it's it's interesting how, you know, different things like a pandemic can coincide with, like my first book, the mold epidemic. Exactly. So, so, so what is your call to action for people, given how much we're staying indoors now, and given the fact that water is the most destructive thing to a home. So I'm gonna I want to touch on two things. You mentioned you know chronic events like washing dishes mm-hmm. or kids bathing. Keep an eye on that stuff. Don't ignore it because by the time you have to address it, just like we did, it's gonna be major. Yep. Um, but beyond that, you know things like that. If they're if you're if you have a basement, if you have access to it. You know, a lot of times finished basements, like a mechanical room, you can see the subfloor above Mm -hmm. and the drain pipes. Make sure you inspect those areas. If it's a crawl space, go inspect it and look for water stains. And when you're looking for water stains, obviously be looking for mold and pests and whatever else you want to get in the crawl space that makes everybody not want to be down there. Absolutely. And speaking of the mold epidemic, people should pick up that book. Yes. Because that really explains to them why mold is an, ep- you know, an epidemic. Yep. It's, it was the first book I wrote, and um, it seems like forever ago, but I think that was just about three years ago, if I remember right. 2018, I believe, was yeah. When, yeah. when when that came out. So here we are years later. But yeah, that's, you know, that's a great way to get information. Also, you know, f- go follow CNC Contractor Services on our Facebook page. We... Uh, we try to, to, you know, we keep we, we seem to get more followers like our email list, but our Facebook page is kind of a lot slower going. Yeah, and it we don't blow up your your Facebook feed. I I post something every Thursday. It's short. It's educational. I'm you know we we don't blow up your Facebook and all that stuff. Absolutely. So be sure to like the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. 
Go check out the mold epidemic on Amazon. And if you have not signed up for our email list at cnccontractorservices.com, either the mold fact sheet or the mold investigation checklist, sign up. Yep. And we're going to, I keep telling you this, we're going to try to get some more, uh, what do you call them? Buy-ins or that's what I call it. Like more checklist type. Oh, yes, yes, yes. More opt-ins. Opt-ins. That's what opt-ins, we call opt-ins. Yes. Yeah, we're, <laughs> I need to work on that, but, but we're going to, we'll, we'll try to get a few more so it's different things. Um, you know, just checklist because people like that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Well, we, and we will definitely get you more. So be sure to follow us on all the places at all the places. We'll catch you on the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.